Growing up, I saw a lot of it. Most of my friends, their parents had two vehicles sitting in their driveway. Quite a few of my friends actually had a third. They had a classic car in the garage or a fun car to take out on weekends. Or it came down to the parents each had their own vehicle and then they had the family vehicle. Back in the 90s, the average household had about 2.3 to 2.5 cars. There were still a lot of people out there with only two vehicles, but the amount that actually had three? Well, let's just say my parents didn't have tons of money when I was growing up, but we always had three vehicles. My dad had his classic car, which they used for a little bit when I was younger, and then each parent had their own vehicle. At one point, we had three vehicles in the driveway and one in the garage, because my dad had a work vehicle. This eventually changed, but even when my parents split up, my dad still always had two vehicles. He had his vehicle and his classic vehicle. Well, times have changed, and with more urbanization, people moving into central cores, wanting to own more than one vehicle is just a thing of the past. But with the rush to the suburbs, thanks to COVID and shutdowns around the globe, and a lot of people wanted to escape the urbanization to raise families in better areas, in smaller towns, in the suburban communities. The rise of the two and a half vehicle driveway may just come back. And that is what Auto Looks will be talking about today. Welcome back to the Auto Looks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website at autolooks.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, and go and read some of the articles, find some car companies on our Corporate Links website, and hell, even check back at some of our previous podcasts. You may find a few that might interest you. The Autolux Podcast has been brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Group and hosted by Podbeam.com, getting you out to all of the major streaming services from Spotify to iTunes. Podbeam.com gets us out to everyone. The Autolux Podcast is hosted by the one and only Dr. T. Automotive Industry, Mr. Everett J. And if you're looking to get in contact with the Autolux Podcast, please send an email over to email at autolux.net. So like I said at the beginning, the rise of the two and a half car driveway. Well, let's just say ever since I had kids, our driveway has always had two vehicles minimum. But right before my daughter was born, I managed to finally park my fun car and we had three. Now there are four vehicles in our driveway. We each have our own vehicle. Plus we have our family vehicle. And then I have my fun vehicle. Well, always under construction and it doesn't get utilized as much as the others, but it is there and I choose not to get rid of it. Hell, the damn thing's already paid for, so why would I just get rid of something that's still good? The two and a half car driveway was a big thing from the 1960s all the way up until the early 21st century. But why did it start changing? Well, more people moved into the urban areas and they wanted to move downtown, utilizing public transit and not wanting vehicles. And now with the rise of subscription cars and ride hailing services like Uber and Lyft, there's no need to own a vehicle. There are areas still out in the world that you still require a vehicle. My home city is one of them. Using public transit and Unless you live in the main urban core of their massive city, there's no reason for you to own a vehicle. Outside of the urban core, even into the suburban communities, only five minutes away from the urban core, public transit is a nuisance and owning a vehicle is a prerequisite. 
Back in the 1950s, cars became cheap. The fall of World War II meant the rise of consumerism, something not seen since the Roaring Twenties. Now, we all know the Roaring Twenties brought along the Dirty Thirties because people were spending and spending and spending and getting so much debt that the banks couldn't keep up. And then when too many people had things, interest rates went up and the economy started falling back because people didn't have money to spend. Well, so many people in debt and no assistance at that point in time, the economy just went flat. We saw a lot of the automobile industry disappear at that time during the 1930s. And then again, with World War II, tons of people coming back from war, they wanted things. They wanted to live in houses. And with this brand new form of housing development called suburban living, people building the massive quantities of houses all off of either one to six different styles were able to build houses quicker and cheaper than before. And building them out of materials that were a lot cheaper to come by these houses can get done more quickly and with more and more people wanting to move out of the urban centers because they all wanted to own vehicles something that they weren't able to do during the 40s people who still worked and didn't go off to war could have vehicles but it was just too damn expensive to have more than one because all major materials went to the war effort which means cars cost more now with there being a war effort people wanted to move to the suburban areas but this time it was one parent worked one parent stayed at home but even still they wanted two vehicles the person who went to work wanted the fun car the cruiser most likely they bought a convertible or a coupe or the one who was at home owned a station wagon or a sedan the two-car driveway started to rise and into the 60s people wanted more with the 60s the rise of the female movement more women were going into the workplace sure it wasn't as expansive as it was during the 80s and 90s where nearly every family had somebody in the workplace it's the 60s there was still a large percentage of one family member being at home to take care of the children while well, one went out and worked this was called the nuclear family and this brought upon a, an interest in having something fun with the corvette coming out in the 50s followed quickly by the thunderbird and now the rise of the british invasion from vehicles like triumph and mg bringing roadsters well that one person going to work would just have the standard family vehicle to get us around town where the one at home would have the family traveling vehicle trucks motorhomes campers were becoming bigger and people were starting to get into things like this they could tow their trailer with their big block v8 and the station wagon for their family traveler or the one family member had the sedan for going around and getting groceries and then on the weekends when the children were at the babysitters are taking care of the olders taking care of the youngers the parents would go out and have a night on the town in their fun little car now with the rise of the muscle car era in the 1960s and into the 70s all of these teens that were growing up were getting their first vehicles at a younger age and they were getting into this muscle car era. Well, a lot of those people, similar to that of my father, would choose not to get rid of that fun, burly beast that they spent hours tearing down and rebuilding to get more power out of. They wanted to keep their work of art. And even as they got families, they didn't want to give it up. And into the 70s, we saw the rise of the three-car driveway in suburban areas. Now, poorer people were starting to move into more of the urbanized centers and starting to use public transit a lot more. So the massive bending into the infrastructure movement of the 70s and 80s pushed more of the urbanized people in. But the suburban malls that were now popping up during the 70s gave rise to more suburbanism. Everybody wanted to hang out at the mall. And if you had made it and were living in a middle-income family, you lived in the suburban area. Living in a condo downtown is just cliche unless you lived in a major center like New York 
City or Chicago. People in the suburbs wanted those vehicles. Now, when you start getting into the 80s, you start watching a lot of these movies. And sure, they don't show a lot of these, you know, parents who had their fun muscle cars sitting in the garage. But you did see a lot of families who had that station wagon and that regular vehicle. Or in another context, they had that minivan and a standard vehicle. Hell, even watch the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That family household had three vehicles. Dad had his car, mom had her car, and the daughter had her car. Well, all the people who grew up in the 60s and 70s who bought those muscle cars and didn't want to give them up were giving rise to the classic car industry. This was becoming big and big money. Before the late 70s and into the 80s, classic car shows were around, but they weren't as big as they were starting to become. More and more people wanted to own that fun classic car, and with it, they wanted to keep it. But they still wanted to get around town, and we started to get more and more people having between three and four vehicles within their household. With the fall of the economy in the 80s, the automotive industry took a massive hit. But all of those teens that were now coming up as the computer age was dawning upon us, and a rebirth in consumerism. All those teenagers were similar to that of their parents growing up in the 60s. They wanted their first car at a young age, and a lot of them were living at home into their early 20s. They weren't getting kicked out the door at 18. Whereas Homer Simpson said, when you're 18, you're out the door. And trust me, I threaten my kids with that all the time. It's, it, it's funny, it's not true, but it's funny. It always makes them laugh. So a lot of these kids were now living at home. Well, the parents still had each one of their vehicles, where one of the parents might have had their classic car, and now one of the children has one of their vehicles. We're now starting to get into this four-car driveway. And with the major rise of the coupe industry in the 80s, where nearly every single model had a two-door variation, both parents could have a fun vehicle to go to work in, plus their family vehicle. They were now having three standard vehicles. And with the classic industry blowing up, more people wanted classic vehicles. So as the late 80s and into the 90s dawned upon us, people were owning more and more vehicles. And because gas was still cheap, even into the 90s, we needed them. And with both parents now working, because it's the 90s, more parents both work. My whole life, both of my parents worked. Hell, my wife and I, we both worked. It is the only way we could afford to live these days on a standard income. Trust me, unless I was making six figures, my wife can't stay at home. Not these days. Not with the price of everything. And it's that mentality that slowly brought upon the release of our extra vehicles. The import craze of the late 90s and early 2000s brought upon by the Fast and Furious craze and import tuners of the 90s gave rise one last time to that three-car driveway. Like I said, I've had my little import sitting in my garage ever since then. Similar to that of my dad and his Mustang. We each have our first vehicles we ever bought and we won't let go of them, no matter how little we ever use them. But as we earn more money these days and we live in more suburban areas, people are starting to take a look at, we have more money to spend. Why do I need only one vehicle? The fallout in 2008 brought a halt to excessive spending. And with a massive rise in gas prices around the globe, owning excess, the amount of vehicles was becoming too expensive. At this point in time in my life, it was my wife and I, and we only owned one vehicle. I was gifted a car from my grandfather when my grandmother passed away, and that is the only reason why I decided to park my fun car. But that fun car would get dragged out of the garage the summer before my son was born because I needed a second vehicle. And for the first year of his life, I drove that car, similar to that of my dad and his Mustang. He drove it when I was was young because they couldn't afford another secondary vehicle.
But as our income increased, I eventually parked that car and bought something to replace it. And as my wages increased even further, I got rid of that entry-level beater and got something better. I had the main family vehicle where my wife had the main city goer. But as we maintain our vehicles and take care of them for longer durations, our household is now to four vehicles. And it has been at four vehicles ever since my wife was pregnant with my daughter. Because back then, I had a company vehicle. My vehicle was the family vehicle. Then I had a company vehicle. Then my wife had her vehicle and we had our fun vehicle. We didn't technically own all four vehicles in our driveway, but our driveway still consisted of four vehicles. Today, we are back to four. For a short amount of time, we did retract to three when we couldn't afford a newer vehicle. But with myself buying a unicorn, well, the timing was just right, right before COVID hit, that my RAV4 was perfectly priced. I bought at the end of the year, got the previous model year fully loaded for less than I would have paid for a regular one. Only due to that do I now have four vehicles. I have one vehicle I don't have to worry about repairs on right now. That is our regular family traveling vehicle my wife has her vehicle for going back and forth to work which is getting near the end of its life my truck is expensive to maintain due to its rarity but we keep it around and my fun vehicle and even this day i am taking consideration into getting myself my own motorcycle as another fun vehicle for the summer and looking at the future whereas in two to three years i will need to replace my truck and i wish to get something brand new being 40 and owning vehicles since the age of 20 i have never owned a brand new vehicle in my life now you may say I'm contradicting myself because we do have a brand new RAV4, but it is registered under my wife's name. The first vehicle she has ever owned outright is brand new, and I've been driving longer than her. But like I said, I'm looking at other vehicles because I know I can afford them. And living in the suburban areas, I have space to have these vehicles. And because of vehicles, some vehicles lasting longer, some people are starting to move into more of a two-car driveway. My in-laws were part of that urbanization that started happening in the 90s. 90s, where people realized they could take public transit and walk everywhere by living in a major city. Living in Hamilton, Ontario, they can literally walk to everywhere they need it, considering the fact that they're only one block away from a grocery store, a bank, a Tim Hortons, and many restaurants. If they need to go anywhere else, my stay-at-home mom could have asked to borrow the car the night before. They only ever lived with one vehicle. They now have two, only because their previous vehicle is still going. It's supposed to be my mother-in-law's, but she never drives it. She's too scared. And my father-in-law only uses it to do dump runs, or on the slight occasion, just get it out and spread its wings. Where my Suzuki falls into the same category as that, we still use it every single day because we know it's going to last. And with my son turning 16 in five years, if that Suzuki makes it, it will become his little car. Which means my wife will need to upgrade. Yes, people in suburban areas tend to look at it as, when my kids get old enough, I realize that they're going to need vehicles to get around. There is a public transit system that comes close to our house, but it is so unreliable and takes so long to get anywhere. If my kids need to go to work, I might as well just drive them there because it would be quicker to get them there. Or I could give them my old vehicle, which gives me a reason to upgrade mine. My dad's household had three vehicles at one point in time. When I was in college, I needed a vehicle to get around, and my dad was looking for an excuse to to get a newer vehicle. He found a newer Concorde, bought it for himself. He kept his old one on the road and I got to use it, paying for my insurance, my gasoline and minor repairs. Suburbanism and COVID's rush to the suburbs, as expressed in one of our previous podcasts, is giving rise to the two and a half car driveway. And if you've noticed in the past few years, there are more car companies considering bringing out entry level sports cars or coupes yet again. The coupe market is on its last leg. Same with convertibles. 
Well, the rush to the suburbs, thanks to COVID, there may be a little bit of a light at the end of its tunnel. And with more suburbanized children looking at getting their first vehicle at younger ages, knowing the public transit is either one, unreliable, or two, is overcrowded. Sure, our governments may be spending more money on pushing more people into the public transit system, but people who live in suburban areas still prefer to just drive everywhere. In the words of the bare naked ladies, if you had a million dollars, you would just take a limousine because it costs more. And it's true. If you have the money to buy your own personal mobility unit, then you'll do it. My brother and sister-in-law have let their son borrow their previous vehicle only because my brother-in-law now has a company vehicle. So they are now a three-car driveway, even though their driveway only fits two cars because of where they live. They live literally in a postage stamp. I can fit four of their lots on mine. That's the difference between my suburban area and theirs. And that has also become hampering the rise of the two and a half car driveway. A lot of newer homes are being built on smaller lots. And during the 90s, this was massively prevalent. But with people starting to realize that a garage is more for their vehicle than for junk these days, they're starting to understand that if you put the cars in the garage, one, it's harder for people to steal it. Now that everything's digital, it's a little bit easier to steal your car. And two, in the wintertime, your car is always warm. If you drive through suburban hell, as I like to call it now, you'll find a lot of people that have garages park their vehicles in them now. They keep a classic car and one primary conveyance, and then they'll have one outside. If there's one car in the driveway, almost guaranteed there's two in the garage. Probably with a lot of junk around it too, but with the rise in the size of garages and more people demanding that they need garages to park their vehicles, a rise in interest for extra vehicles. Where your driveway once only held two cars, you can now put one in the garage and your driveway can now hold four. Two in the driveway, two in the garage, which is part of the driveway. Today, it may be the last generation that may just hold on to that car ownership at a younger age. For the past 20 years, more and more people, especially even from my generation, were moving into urbanized areas. They are now realizing that when you have children, living in an urbanized center is not fun. But today, with more people working from home, your costs associated with traveling have decreased. And even though there's been a rise in the active lifestyle vehicle marketplace, where people can have a one-car driveway because they can now have a one one car vehicle to suit all of their needs. That ALV may just become the standard vehicle for the person who has to leave the house. Well, the one who stays at the house can have the fun car. And then you might just have your family vehicle. Our driveways are starting to contain more vehicles. And there is a massive amount of children hitting the ages where they're going to be starting to drive now. And all these kids that came from that massive bubble from the fall of 2008 and the COVID kid era, the rise of the two and a half car driveway may just come back. Where today both parents are working, but one can work from home, the ability and need to get around and have at least two vehicles in your driveway may just become bigger. And people in my generation, especially getting into collecting vehicles and driving up the cost for all collectibles inclusive of hot wheels and matchbox cars which really pisses me off all of these collectibles increasing in value is making it so more people want to enter the classic collector ring they're not buying them to showcase them they're buying them to make money and by doing that they're increasing the amount of vehicles they own where automobile ownership is on the rise yet again only in suburban climate but with north america's push to build more houses to fill 
the housing crunch and drive down prices slightly, the rise of a suburbanization is about to happen once again. Something not seen since the 50s and ended in the 70s. The suburbanized world is coming back, and with it, the rise of the two and a half car driveway once again. I may seem like one of those odd people that owns more than one vehicle and always has more than one vehicle sitting in their driveway, but my driveway is becoming more regular, even on my own street, where when I travel through my neighborhood and my suburban small town outside of our major urban center, most driveways in our neighborhood now have three vehicles in the driveway. And if it's not three vehicles, it's two vehicles in either a boat or a quad or a camper in some cases. There is more in their driveway. With such a high demand for people everywhere, our wages are increasing. And with people who have stuck around long enough, our wages are increasing to the point where we can start purchasing fun products. Like I said, I am now looking at getting myself a motorcycle because I want something more than just a stick shift. I am looking for a space I could put my dad's Mustang in and rebuild it. Or if I had the space, that car would be at my house and we would have five vehicles. The mentality of consumers around is starting to change. And suburban world is starting to revert back to where it once was during the 80s and 90s. Where people have excess in mobility units. Where the average household has three to four vehicles in it in a suburban area. Where in urban areas, some of those areas are starting to grow to two vehicles in their driveways. People want to get around. Even with more choices for public transit and mobility, more people today still want to own a vehicle. And while my generation waited too long to go and get their license, they are now starting to realize that when autonomous vehicles get here, we won't be able to have any more fun. And with that, some of us are even turning to the basic cars. Stick shifts are once again climbing the charts. Not as quickly as the Beatles in the 1960s, but they are getting there. The rise of the two and a half car driveway is upon us. COVID's rush to the suburbs brought it upon. And with it, the rise in the sports car industry may just be. We may be starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel. And if the Chinese market could showcase anything to us, with Netta looking in towards a coupe product, two doors may become cool once again. And when two doors become cool, three cars becomes even cooler. So do we need to spend in excess of all of these products? Well, with most of us working from home these days, owning those vehicles, well, they'll last forever. Sure, it may be in a buying frenzy today for the two and a half car driveway, but with more of us looking towards having an excess vehicle, which in a lot of cases is an alternative power source vehicle, an EV, for getting around and doing minor things, a lot of us are moving into the two and a half car driveway once again. There is a slight rise in this marketplace, not as big as it once was during the 70s, 80s, and into the 90s, but with a population base even greater, the market could be the same as it once was 30 years ago. And let's just say it, that's still a fair size market. And some of these car companies may just need to get on board. So, if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it. Tell us about your cars. Tell us how many vehicles are in your driveway. And then, hell, even just send us a picture of what fun vehicle you have or you were looking at. Like I said, for myself, I'm looking at the fuel motorcycle, electric motorcycle, and not one of those stupid e-bikes that only goes like 45k. I'm looking at the thing that actually goes between 150 and 180 kilometers an hour. Something fun to get me back and forth to work in the summertime. That's an added fun thing. I already have my fun car, now I need a toy. <laughs> and as we all know, we're just big boys with bigger toys. 
So after you've done that, send this podcast to your friends, family, and tag us. Send it out and like us on any of your major social media feeds to find out more from the Autolux.net podcast and the Autolux.net website. Hosted by the one and only Dr. Theodo in industry, Mr. Everett If you'd like to get a hold of me, send me an email at email at Autolux.net or message me on any of the social feeds. You can find out more from Autolux and the Ecom Entertainment Group. The Autolux Podcast has been brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Group and hosted by the one and only Podbeam.com for getting us out to every major streaming site around the globe. You can find us from iTunes to Spotify. The Autolux Podcast is there for you. The Autolux Podcast is hosted by the one and only Dr. to the Auto Industry, Mr. Everett J. And if you'd like to get in contact with Autolux, please send us an email at email at Autolux.net. So for myself, Everett J, the Autolux and Ecom Entertainment Group, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that our excessive amount of vehicles will take us on.